What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Only Threes podcast. Three guys, three opinions, one headline. Kiro and Jack, what's happening, guys? What's going on? What's going on? How are you? Is everyone good? Everyone the weekend been safe? Everyone's doing all right? Everyone's enjoying uh, everything since the last podcast? Yeah, yeah, it's doing good, man. Um, so we had a incredible week of NBA action, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just everything happened. Bad news, good news. Let's get straight into the bad news. Jaron Jackson has a meniscus tear in the game over the Pelicans, which they lost, and he's done for the season. And probably a good another couple of months, he'll probably miss the uh, December restart for the next season. Uh, really big loss for the, the Grizzlies. He was probably their best player coming into restart. Morant struggled a little bit in the first couple of games, and I think they're going to fall out of the 8 and 9 seed now. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Sure. Um, yeah, to us, I, I really, there's not really much, too much I can say about this. I just agree with Dom 100%. I've been on the, um, on the Jaron Jackson bandwagon for a minute. And, um, he is, he is, in my opinion, he is their marquee player. Obviously, John Morant, great talent, but Jaron Jackson, one of his players, he's a stretch four, stretch five, and he can play defense too. He can shoot outside shots. So he's a very valuable player in today's game. But yeah, look, there's really not much to say. It's an unfortunate injury. Um, we do wish him a speedy recovery back soon, but I do agree that I feel like this is a huge, huge loss to Memphis. Um, and, you know, it gives opportunity for other teams such as Phoenix or other teams doing well in the bottom of the West to um, to creep in and take that spot. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, John Jackson's a crazy big loss considering how much he's been averaging and how good he's actually been. I think this does kick Memphis out, honestly, and gives Portland and the Suns and the Spurs, honestly. And the Kings. Don't, don't sleep on the Kings. Do you guys reckon this um this would also sort of give... It might be, look, I feel like it's a good and a bad thing, but I feel like it'll also, I guess, magnify the spotlight on um, John Morant to see if he can really, Clark. I guess... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that young core. I feel like it's a good and a bad... Obviously, look, touch wood, I don't want any player to go through an injury like that. It's it's very terrifying no. to see. But um, I feel like... In a way, I guess it can be the blessing of disguise because now it's just all magnified on Morant, Clark, all these younger players in Memphis to see if they actually do have, you know, that that playoff hunger. Because if they do pull it off, I mean, honestly, all credits to that um to that that young that young duo. Yeah, the thing about uh, Triple J is that he is the young core. So if it was like a Valentinus mm, who was mm-hmm. their best player, then they'd really be put yeah, in the course. spotlight. But I think it's I think it's gonna be huge. I think Clark's gonna have to step up big time. I think Valentinus is gonna mm, have yeah, to big step big. up even more. I feel like it's 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 not make or break here for Jar, but I feel like it could it could expose him in some sense because Jaron Jackson's a hundred percent big role. Yeah, in people would understand making. Yeah, of course that pick and roll like you were saying that yeah. through the season. Then two. Oh, it's, it's great. And they're so versatile as well how they play. But look, I, I just want to make the point that I feel like the spotlight's going to be sh- like going to be shining on Morant. If he can really pull the stretch through and somehow squeeze Memphis to the eighth seed, um, even though we've, he's our pick rookie of the year, I still reckon it just cements him as, you know, one of a, a, an elite young guard in our league today. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, that'll cement him as like probably the best young point guard going around right now. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, stealing the spotlight, Michael Porter mm-hmm. Jr. Just... Aha! Just um, decided to start becoming the player that everyone thought he was going to be before he had those back injuries at Missouri. Um, he had 37 and 12, which is 37 is the highest by a rookie this season. And it goes to Michael Porter Jr. And then the next game drops 30 and 15. Kiro is like, I can see, I can see arousal in his eyes. In love with him. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, honestly, look, 
since Nathan Hale High School and then obviously the injuries at Mizzou for um, MPJ. But honestly, like, I, I've the way he plays, 6'11", can shoot from outside, plays great defense, and can grab boards. Um, and I think he has the... Um, I think he's the, the next rookie since Carmelo Anthony to have that exact stat line in Denver. Um, yeah, pretty good company. Uh, yeah, very good company as well. Denver Mello was, was, was fantastic to watch. But no, look, Michael Porter Jr., I reckon, look, same thing. The only thing that holds him back is injuries. Um, if you've seen the, him at his full potential, um, he is a great... He's, he has potential to be an elite forward in today's league. He's got guard skills. He's 6'11", can shoot the three, can rebound the ball, can play defense on the perimeter. It's not really much more that you can ask for. He is basically a wing. But um, at the same time, I just want to see how this playoff does proves. He's fitting well with a very good young team. Denver is a really good young team. Um, and the way he's been able to mesh with Jokic, it's been great to watch. But um, yeah, it's just good to see now these these younger players are really starting to take advantage yeah. I think it was think? it was probably I think late 2017 like before we met you Kira me and Jack were talking um and we were, we were thinking like MPJ's gonna go number one in that draft for sure oh, it was, probably, so it was him and then and then we we're tossing up second like Aiden or, or Luca from there so like he really yeah. he always had the potential and he's just starting to show it now Jack mm. what do you think about yeah. that? I think he's the perfect second option for Nuggets to build mm. around mm. He fits him. He can be a four. He can be a three. Whatever they decide to go oh, down, sure. yeah. and he's just good at everything. Honestly, doesn't. Yeah, he's so well rounded. He just does everything like well, and and he obviously excels in scoring. So it's really good. For I, him. I think one thing I, I did watch in the, in the past two games, and I feel like not many people are paying attention, is his ball handling. Uh, for someone who's six yeah. eleven, but I don't know if you guys paid any attention. Ball handling like that for a six eleven um, forward, let alone a guard, is very difficult to maintain. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The only no, one, other player I've seen who can ISO like that at that level with crazy handles is KD. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking that as well. Yeah. It reminds me of like, yeah, Brandon wanna... Ingram. Yeah. yeah. No, look, I would say maybe Brandon Ingram at least because I don't want to put him on that high of a pedestal just But he's got, he's, he's got almost like the same handles as him now. Like his hand, his, he does his though, like, skills yeah. are incredible. Like, the way he, he caught it off the hesitation and then just pulled up as well from deep, it's, it's very mirror image. But um, look, I, like I said... I wish no injuries upon any player. Speed recovery to all those who recently got injured in the bubble. But he does have, and he, I think on draft line as well, he's projected to have a very long, a very long career, and he does have that potential as well. He has a very high ceiling. Well, they redshirted him his, his rookie season last year. He didn't play yeah, a single yeah. game, so yeah, not a single game. No, it was it was because of the spinal. Yeah, he's back. He's back. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. A, I think it was a vertebrae that he actually he shattered in a scrimmage. He didn't even get to play in the season. Nah, um, he did it. He he did it like in didn't he do it at Missouri? And he didn't play much for Missouri. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying he did it in a scrimmage at Missouri. Yeah, he, he didn't even play. He didn't even play. It was a scrimmage. No, they didn't. They didn't make the tournament his, either that year. So like, no, it was it was his brother John Tay Porter that a lot of people were saying that he played. Yeah, what happened bro. to John Tay Porter? It was John Tay that was playing. Where is he? But um, no, look, uh, Michael Porter. Uh, uh, yeah, he's no, what, what, yeah. What's John Tay Porter doing these days? Uh, I think he's he plays for Memphis he, apparently. Yeah, no, I think he's on a two-way. Yeah, he's on a two A from Memphis. He's Good on him. Way. Good on him. He's like no, the, the uh, uglier yeah, little brother. Poor kids. Nah, but look, MPJ is having great stretch. A lot of these young players are having great yeah. stretches, and it's great to see them elevating. Because the player, I mean, I count these games sort of towards the players because we should be in there right now. But to see plays in this pressure, it's crunch time. Yeah. And it's good to see no one's really getting lazy, even though they've clinched the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, it's great yeah, to yeah. watch. Yeah, I think players. that's the best part of it. Okay. Yeah. 
Mm, um, yeah, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about the Lakers now while you brought it up. Lakers in real lazy. They're on back-to-back losses. <laughs> Both games mm. under a hundred points, and they mm-hmm. they got absolutely blown out by the Thunder today with no Dennis mm-hmm. Schroeder, and they scored eighty-six points with only two people posting double figures. Um, obviously, one of them is the greatest of all time, and the other one was LeBron James. So, Leon and LeBron, <laughs> Leon and LeBron show is going off, baby. Where does Island all the way? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was just a tough loss for him. What do you reckon, boys? Mm. Uh, I reckon we need to stop focusing about the Lakers and see how OKC performed. They, that was such a well-rounded game. They had so many plays in double digits. Um, Shay, I was to be honest between between me and you guys, I was expecting him to shine a bit more, like I guess take it over. But mm. it was great to see at least that the everyone in the that was playing in the Thunder was was doing their thing. Obviously, Andre Robertson with the return, it's good to have him back on the court um, to see that he can even shoot. <laughs> like that was something <laughs> that he didn't have at all. But you know, to see um and too much, I'm very happy for Chris Paul. He's actually on a team where yeah. everyone did write off at the start of the season, and they're even for them to be even in this position. And to beat the 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 number yeah. one seed in the West, it's great to watch. Um, but yeah, what yeah are you incredible team to watch. I love watching the Thunder play. All yeah. the young talent on the team mixed with the vets. It's mm. incredible perfect, perfect mix, eh? Especially yeah, no, Chris Paul's like the, the perfect right. vet for them. Mm. Yeah. Especially for these young guys like Shea. And I don't know if you guys have been able to keep up, but if you've seen on like these other pages how they've been able to. I feel like it's really good, right? This bowl has actually been a lot benefit for younger players and vets because you're spending mm. a lot of more time with them. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, so that's I feel like, like forced to. You can't just I feel like home that's and... why we're getting this massive um, spike of rookies just got not rookies, just younger players going off. Yeah, um, because they're spending more time with vets, I guess, and vets always impart knowledge on these younger players, and it's just great to watch. It's just good for the league. Yeah. Well, uh, on the OKC Thunder, um, uh, the coaches' association, the NBA's coaches' association, had their annual awards, and they voted Mike Budenholzer and. Billy Donovan as co-coaches of the year. Nick Nurse was oh, one goodness. vote shy of making the three-way tie. Um, I think the coaches have like a different perspective on everyone because they know mm. the inner workings of a team. But I think like credit to Billy Donovan, like 100% deserves yeah. to be in the conversation. Oh, look, I in, in the history, I haven't really been that fond of Billy Donovan. Mm. No, especially the during the KD. Yeah, yeah. yeah during, during the KD Westbrook Harden era, that was, I was not a fan at all. Even recent, up till recently, even, even last season, I wasn't even a fan. To see how we just let Houston go and blow up like that. Yeah. Uh, sorry, OKC, and let the, he's the star player go to Houston. And um, but look, Mike Budenholzer did deserve um, to to be up there. Nick Nurse, I feel like should have been up there. Yeah, he's favorite. Um, even then, uh, even as well, Frank Vogel as well. I didn't think a young, not even young, but like a first big time coach like this was going to be able to succeed because we've yeah. seen coaches before with LeBron Especially haven't gone LeBron, too well. Yeah. yeah. Especially under LeBron. And when you're under pressure against Doc and you got AD coming in and you're expected to be in the final, um, Frank Vogel do- has done a really good job maintaining his, um, his composure. But yeah, look, like I said, I don't know about you guys, but I was just going to grab your opinion. Do you guys think there should have been any other coaches put in that short list of co-coach of the year? Or are you, are you uh, content with the picks that came out? Jack? Jack Probably Nick Nurse as well, as you guys yeah. said. I think Nick Nurse 100%. 
has to be there, man. Lost his best player, all-star, finals MVP. They're going and better. 49 wins. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. they got 49 mm-hmm. wins. Like, come on, man. He has to be up there. Is that, the, is that a regular end of the season than their last than last? Yeah, season? they're uh, like I on track it, at the moment. They're, they're doing yeah, better. Yeah, I think, yeah. They're pacing. They're projected, I think, to win more games than mm-hmm. they did last season. Before yeah, the um, before the restart, I think um, Taylor Jenkins at Memphis should have should have got a shout. Like even just a couple yeah. of votes. Um, yeah. Like he's he's a rookie coach and he's leading the team to the eight seed. He's doing great. He's yeah. doing great. Eric Spolstra as well. Um, Look, Eric Spolstra, in my opinion, is one of those coaches that can be in the conversation every, every single, single season. Year. Yeah, it's like you know how like people say LeBron should be in the MVP conversation mm-hmm. every year. Eric Spolstra is right in the alley every yeah. year. I don't know how. They do have iffy starts, but they make it to the playoffs and sometimes win around. Yeah. You know, I mean, true. Eric Spolscher is one of those players who, I'm sorry, one of those coaches who, no matter what franchise he goes to, he brings a winning attitude. He's done a really well in Miami for himself. Definitely right. a Hall of Fame coach. Jack, Jack, next year we'll be talking about Tom Thibodeau as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, when he, when, he gets sacked, when he gets sacked halfway through and like Derek Fisher oh, yeah, is going to coach again. James Dolan, <laughs> James Dolan coach of the year next year. James Dolan is going to be like, I've been through too many coaches. I'm going to coach the team now. Never watch NBA. On to the next notable story. Devin Booker and the Suns. Just keep winning. And that game winner, uh, I saw like a close-up of it today. You can see Paul George literally like centimeters away from blocking it. His hand clips his wrist and he still gets the shot over and then just lays down on the ground like, yeah, what up, we're here. Had D-Rose game winner in the playoff vibes. Literally, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, oh. To be honest, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm more of one to talk about the Clippers if I'm talking about the, the Phoenix in this game. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like Kawhi's not Kawhi. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm the only one that's been seeing that. Just because the Lakers he was. Yeah. Even against the Lakers, look, it took him a while to, I guess, ramp it up because he wasn't consistently scoring points. But with Phoenix, so credit to Devin Booker. I don't know what he's what he's on, what he's been doing. But um, he's been yeah, great. Drug test the man, for sure. Oh, drug test man. Yeah, yeah. DeAndre Aiden. He's going to get suspended again. <laughs> DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden's the dealer. How can he shoot freeze now? Yeah. How is he shooting freeze? Oh, look. Honestly, credits to Devin Booker. I mean, we all know him as a scoring machine, as a scoring guard. Um, even then, he can facilitate here and there. But look, I don't know how they pulled off that win. But um, yeah, honestly, like, there's really nothing I can say because no one expected that to happen. No, um, I was going to be a blowout win by by LA, but honestly, good on him. That fadeaway wasn't. It's not an easy shot. A fadeaway yeah. open isn't easy uh, to pull on, off. On let alone two of the best defensive players. In yeah, on, on, on yeah, two of <laughs> two of probably the two best defensive wings at the moment. Mm. I mean, you can't really do much unless to chuck it's it up. Honestly, show. good on him. It's um another great um accolade to add to his resume of something, and I wish him nothing but a great long career. Yeah. Um. So we'll just we'll we'll, we'll talk about it now. The uh, eight seed uh, race in the West. So the eight and nine spots still up for grabs. Memphis are zero and three now. So here's the standings uh, as the games stop today. So Sacramento is three games out of the eight seed, and then behind them is Phoenix, two and a half games out. The Pelicans and Spurs are tied, two games out, and then Portland sit in the ninth seed right now, one game behind Memphis. So, in my opinion, I think Memphis is gone. I think uh, Jaron Jackson is going to be too big of a loss for them. Yeah. I think they're going to fall all the way out, even though these you Spurs reckon? are two games behind them and they've only got six left. Spurs and the Suns, really? I, think, I, think, I think they're going to they're just... I don't see them winning another game. Memphis has got a really hard schedule coming up. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you think? 
I think pull out. losing Jaron Jackson is one of probably the biggest loss they could have had besides Jar, honestly. Yeah, like, I reckon, oh, I reckon sure. they could have been yeah. all right. Probably a bigger loss. I reckon he's the biggest loss in, like they could have had for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Jaron Jackson, talent-wise, in my opinion, oh, is probably the best man. player on the team. Talent-wise? Listen, listen, listen to yeah. the rest of their schedule. They've got uh, Thunder, Raptors, Celtics, and Bucks. They're gone. Uh-uh. You're not winning any games. <laughs> you're Raptors, not winning any games. Raptors, Bucks, and probably the Celtics are like guaranteed L's. And the Thunder's the only game that's like, ah, oh, they... they even that, no, I feel like Thunder, you don't want to sleep on the Thunder. They're, they're on a roll right now. They're on a roll. Yeah. And, um, and, like, and especially no once really you get momentum. Once you get momentum after beating the number one team, like that momentum just carries on to the next game. It's a, it's a big ego yeah. boost for players. They just had, um, they've, they've had tough losses, the Grizzlies, but like what they lost in overtime when they were up by about like 10 with like a minute to go against the Blazers on the first day. Lead. And then they lost by two to the Spurs and then by 10 to the Pelicans and then just got almost blown out today mm. by the Jazz. So they've been in there. It's just those last, like, those heartbreaking losses. And as a young team, it, it's pretty hard to come back from those. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's not unrealistic that they don't win another game in the bubble. Yeah. I think Portland gets Yeah, I think Portland get. I'm more interested in that nine-seed spot because, it's like, there's... Yeah. Like, anyone there's could three teams, it. pretty much. I don't think Sack get it, but I think Suns, Pelicans, and Spurs, even Memphis could be there. Yeah, all Memphis need to do is win one game, and I think they, they, the lowest they can finish is oh. nine. Oh, okay. Because the Pelicans and um, Kings verse each other twice, I think, in the remaining mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's only a certain that could go there. both ways. That, that that could go both ways for the Pelicans and the uh, and the Kings. That's I feel like that's a very even even uh, game to watch. As I feel like I can't pick a favorite out of those two. Um, Pelicans based on talent. Alone. Even mentioned talent, but I, I could pick Sacramento just on their roster. Yeah. Like they have yeah. a they like have deep, deep our first roster. our first episode. I, I called them to make the nine seed because they had one of the easier schedules, and their team on paper is better. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, they passed the eye test. Their team passed the eye test. They just sure. I. You know what? Uh, for Sacramento, I think it's Luke Walton. He's just not. He's he's not cut yeah, out. You're right. You're right. He's team. yeah. Even then, look, I don't see Luke Walken Walken, Luke Walton <laughs> as a um. As a head coach, if I'm honest with you, yeah. even then, like you can see, even before um, LeBron arrived to LA, managing young players isn't his thing. No, like Not even then, he'd put he'd take Lonzo out in the third and put him back at two minutes into the fourth and take him out. Like you can't manage young young talent. Um, He's doing the same yeah. to Buddy. Maybe, maybe yeah, literally, like, yeah, I think Buddy, Buddy healed, yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, it's 50-50 on Buddy. Right, right. right now, talent wise, um, Bagley. Buddy Hield and um, De'Aaron Fox right now is the three out of monster for Sacramento. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like you that that those three you put them on a decent roster they can take you to the eighth or ninth. That's seat. like 60, 70 yeah. points a game there because Buddy Hield's at like twenty four, twenty five. Uh, De'Aaron Fox Donovich, gets about twenty. And Bob yeah. Donovich is creeping right behind yeah. you too. They're gonna have to pay him if they're gonna keep him. That guy lights out. Yeah, they need, he needs his bag. If they want to keep him there, he's gonna go. I think he's gone, man. I, I heard um, LA is gonna take a massive run at him. With what That'd be a very good pickup. They LeBron no loves his shooters. <laughs> they ain't got no cap space. Right? No, they signed uh, JR and Deion Waiters both on a one-year contract. Yeah, they're minimums, but yeah, they're already... Minimums. Like, they traded Mo Wagner, Jamario Jones, and Bonga just to clear enough to try and sign that max... Like, get that extra max spot. And then mm. they used it all up on the Greens and uh, KCP, who's on about, like, 30 million a year at this point. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Some of these oh. contracts need to be changed. But I, I look and, yeah, I agree with Tom. The um, Sacramento and New Orleans, that could go both ways. You, you, 
can't really pick. I can't pick a like a clear definitive winner. Um, only just because it depends how Gentry's going to play Zion and if how the shots New Orleans going to take. I don't want Lonzo mm. shooting that shit no more because he cannot shoot. We've seen him <laughs> in the past previous games. Every game we give him a chance. Maybe yeah. maybe he'll get out of his slump. No, uh, I'm just uh, I've given up on him. Defensively, he's he's great. He's gone. Um, and and he's got great vision, uh, amazing court vision too. Yeah, but, that's the thing about Lonzo. He can shoot like bricks and build a brick house, but he's always going to be throwing up lobs to Zion, and he's always going to be locking up the best guard on the team. So, oh, of course, like he always brings yeah, something. He, he's not unplayable oh, when he's missing shots. Oh, he's, no, he's not unplayable. Look, he'll guard you, man. He'll he'll share the ball around. He'll get your players hot. You got JJ Redick, you got um, Brendan Ingram, you got all these players on New Orleans. But at the same time, Sacramento is a good, decent team. They'll yeah. give you a run for your money. They're scrappy as well. If you've seen them actually play, they um they get under your skin. It's a team you're like, damn, I really don't want to play. <laughs> I don't want to play them. Yeah. Like that, they'll get under your nails. But um, look, great shooting uh, team as well. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal shooting team. They're all vastly improved. This obviously with Hield and Bogdanovich leading the charge when it comes to shooting on Sacramento. But they're a well-rounded young team, young core. I'm, Longest I'm playoff excited to see, in the um, NBA at the moment. I don't think that's uh, ending anytime soon. Mm. Not, not for a while. Sure. They had Boogie but, Cousins in his prime for like six years, <laughs> and they, and they're just like, you know, what? we're gonna draft two more centers with our lottery picks. Throw the whole organization out, man. Yeah, it's, bloody yeah. Divac, great player, not a very good GM at all. Trash. Yeah, man. good players and terrible GMs. That's what I'm gonna say. Besides, yeah, that's true. Yeah, besides two, besides two. Jordan yeah, was terrible. M Magic Johnson was terrible. Oh, <laughs> like. They were, they were pretty bad. Um, Elton Brand for the Sixers at the moment made a shocking, oh, shocking <laughs> offseason. Elton. I think the only good, the best one ever is Jerry West. Like Jerry West played against plumbers and yeah, like, no, bricklayers. No, Jerry but... West, Jerry West needs a lot of credit for what he's put. Jerry up West, the the front he's... executive goat. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably one of the greatest executives. Yeah. Like that guy. Logan, how do you baby. pull off stuff like that? Well, yeah. Look, it's great to see how this um, eighth and ninth seed does play out. It'd be great to watch Portland go against um. Sacramento in the plane. Either way, I'm taking it's going to be the Portland yeah. and someone else. Yeah, I think I think I'm Portland get the eight seed, like no matter where they go yeah. in the eight or nine, just because of their experience. Lillard's just that X factor between that. Oh none of goodness. none of the teams have like just that player right now, where they just throw in the ball. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Look, on my opinion, out of all active point guards right now, Lillard's obviously the best point guard playing at the moment. That are active, obviously. Yeah, but right yeah. now is hooping, um, and yeah, look. To see Portland versus Lakers in the first round, that's going to be a very, very fun series to watch because Portland in the playoffs, they've proven they can take your team to seven games. That'll give them a good run for their money. That could oh, be like a six, even seven game series. Oh, six, even seven game. And they could pull up potentially probably one of the, the biggest upsets in playoffs. Um, oh, imagine that. Imagine that. I think it'll probably be the second biggest upset um, since they're probably the Dirk and Dallas against the Heat. Or the, um, the, the Pistons, the 04 Pistons. If Even Dame then, the, um, LA, do you think AD Dame, resigns? Hey. If Dame, if Blazers beat LA in the first round, does AA uh, does AD resign? To be honest, I think he does. I'm going to say yes, only because you guys can see how happy he's. I think he's genuinely happy in LA. Like it's like Jimmy mm. Butler in Miami. But the thing uh, is, Jimmy like, Butler, like he he goes to win a chip. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. He goes from a losing situation in New Orleans. I think anyone yeah. would be happy to get out of there. So he's like, he's at the point where he's like, I know my talent. I know where I can go and win. I just need like mm. a competent front office and good players around me. So yeah, yeah. Even think- then, but I feel like AD's in that Jimmy Butler honeymoon phase right now. Like you can tell those two players are happy where they are. 
Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? That's it. Yeah. And then LA, obviously, you're learning off arguably the greatest player of all time, how to win one, two, three, four. And they've shown that they're probably the best, or if not, um, probably the, the best forward tandem in the league right now. Um, that has to be, so, yeah. Uh, obviously, outside of Paul Jordan and Kawhi, but that's debatable. But, you know, it's great to see how, how well they, they can evolve. But me personally, I reckon he'll resign. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it does depend what um, what the Lakers front office is going to do this offseason, who they're going to chase or what they're going to try and do. Yeah, but AD is going to be a priority. Um, can't oh, let, yeah, you can't AD, let AD no. go Obviously, when you trade AD everyone. is definitely going to be a priority. LeBron's going to be there for at least two more years. Yeah. Um, because I don't see LeBron leaving LA to any, anytime soon. It's, until he's starting to hit in. the... Um, I think until Brennan comes in, he's starting to hit the downtime. He's got a lot of investments mm-hmm. in LA. It's more yeah. of a... Yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. It's, it's, he's resting now. It's more of... We can all tell his time's coming. If not, look, plan, he's... Yeah. He's been beating for the time for a minute. I don't know how long it's going to go for. <laughs> yeah. But look, I, I, me personally, I reckon AD will stay. What do you reckon, Jack? Do you reckon he'll stay in LA? Yeah, 100%. I don't know if he goes, even if they do leave. If Chicago was half decent, I'd, yeah, I'd be scared. Because they're he loves Chicago. He's got like the big Chicago tattoo on his bicep yeah, every time you see him posting up. He loves Chicago, but yeah, like they're just, they're, they're in a mess right now. It'd just be like going back to New Orleans at that point. So. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just, a, it's, a, it's not, you're not going anywhere. It's going to be like one of those players end up on a great, on a, you have a great career, but you're just not going to be on winning teams. You're going to be, um, it's going to be like a, like a Tracy McGrady in Orlando. Yeah. You're on a great, yeah. you're, you're on a decent team. You're a great player, but you need to move in mm-hmm. order for you to, um, to, uh, to evolve, to win. Yeah, of course. All right. On to our last topic for the day. Um, I messaged the boys before I said, pick your favorite underdog or like your best surprise player from the bubble. Um, I'm going to go first. My like favorite player in the bubble so far is going to be Gary Trent Jr. from the Portland yeah, Trailblazers. Yeah, fir- his first three games had 16, 21, 17. Like, not the best, but he's just filling in that Trevor Ariza slot, um, which is just like sorely missed. He's, he's playing great defense. He's shooting the lights he out. Incredible. He's going to be really good. He was the 37th pick in the draft, so that's an absolute steal for yeah. Portland. In a year where everyone no, no, no. thought it was going to be uh, Anthony Simon's breakout year, Gary Trent mm. just like stole it from him. I really, I yeah, think he's going to be a great, great asset going forward. Yeah, oh, I love Gary Trent. Great number one shooting guard coming out of high school, went to Duke, played for a season, wasn't mm-hmm. the best at Duke. He didn't have. They had the number one shooting guard and point guard that year. Um, they had Trayvon Duvall and Gary Trent Jr. Not the greatest freshman year. They didn't. They did underachieve yeah. quite a bit. Marvin Bagley. Uh, with the because he, he moved up a class, did sort of steal the thunder off those two, but no, great pick. Uh, I, I do 100% agree. Damn, uh, I the team Duke had though, but Duke Tyus. had Marvin Bagley, Javon Delorier. They had the number one center, power forward, uh, shooting guard, and point guard that year. <laughs> and, they, and they still got kicked out in about the second round of the NCAA. They suck in the NCAA tournament. And Kira, who was your oh. breakout player? Mine we just mentioned earlier, it's uh, Michael Porter Jr. Obviously, yeah. he did have his. He did have his one or two decent games in the in the um, regular season that he did obviously play well. He some 25, 28 point bursts, but I personally did not wreck. Obviously, with the whole bowl bowl phenomenon that just started, I thought yes. he was going to take away that thunder. But to see um, how well he's actually been performing and working in that system, it's it's great to watch. Michael Porter Jr. has has surprised the hell out of me. Jack, he's obviously my pick for my surprising. I had Gary Trent as well, but another player who I've loved and grown to love is Troy Brown Jr. Even mm. though he is probably the number one option at the moment. <laughs> Last three games, 22, 8, 2, 10, 7, and 8, 17, 8, and 4. Damn. Stop yeah, bro, he's been going on. He's been hooping. I think um, just an honorable mention quickly. 
just mm-hmm. before we continue, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, oh, obviously yeah. great, great signing yeah, for Portland. But hey, I'm seeing flashbacks of New York Mellow. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That clutch, clutch three to the dome. Yeah, he's hitting that. You know what I mean? I didn't expect that to happen. But uh, look, credit to Mellow. He found a team. Portland does seem like a really, really good fit, better than OKC and Houston. And obviously, credit to the whole Portland team, the way they've incorporated um, Carmelo uh, into their system. Yeah, um, honorable mention for me was uh, he's not really having like a breakout anything major, but Drew Holiday, his defense has just been absolutely incredible. If they didn't stop the award voting uh, Mm. prior to the bubble, I think 100% he'd be like all first team defense guard. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's been incredible. Great great defense. Um, When I I messaged the boys and said, I think you're a surprise player, I said, no, TJ Warren, because TJ Warren's. (laughs) Oh, cash consideration. My man is averaging like 44 points a game. <laughs> you know, I reckon it's going to be one of those. Um, you know, he reminds me he's going to have that Jim and Fredette stretch. He's going to have that crazy, <laughs> crazy couple games. Kids uh, are going to be at the park doing turnaround faders going. What you do in college? Look, all I'm saying is, I'm not buying into it. That's all I'm saying. Good on him. Obviously, look, great for him. I I'm not trying to give him any bad energy at all. Credits to him. He's doing great for his career for the last couple mm-hmm. games. Um, but I'm not really buying into it. He's never really been that consistent. Um, oh. We made the joke earlier. He stole, he stole Kevin Durant's left Achilles, and that's what he's using right now to play. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, look, I think he's always opinion, been very slept on. Yeah, he's 100%. always been very slept on. Slept on. Look, he's a great, he's a great mid-range specialist if you actually see him play. But yeah. um, in Indiana, but look, I'm, I'm being really honest. I don't really buy into it. You're having a great stretch. Good on you. Get your money. Um, get your team to the playoffs. But at the same time, I'm not going to hang him up there straight as one of the elite forwards. It's, I just can't. The last three years, he's averaged 19, 18, and 19. He reminds me a lot of like, um, I feel like he's in the same category as Josh Richardson, Robert Covington, TJ Wright. I feel like they're all three players. They were drafted late. They're all all on great contracts, great 3 and D players, and they're just slept on and underrated by like, you know, casual fans because they just don't see what they bring to the court. So, no, no, that's a great, great comparison. 100% agree with that. uh, But yeah, look, I'm not really buying into it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I hate to sound like a hater. I hate to be a hater, but like, I just I can't be. base someone as an elite player over two oh, or three decent no games. No. Yeah, all right. That's all we got time for. Zoom's about to kick us out of this meeting now. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Um, continue to hit us up in the DMs. Really appreciating all the support. Almost hit, almost at one fifty from the first episode. So that's thank you guys so much. Crazy support. Shout out to everyone in South Australia. That's like weird. Yeah. Hey, South Australia. Big up South Australia. You guys have been killing it. You guys have been doing great. Good on you. No, uh, honestly, yeah. guys, thank you for the for the support. It's been it's been great. You know, we made this intentionally. We were happy with about five or six downloads, let alone uh, hundred, hundred, hundred downloads. But look, it's great. This is something we've done on the on the side. We will be putting up questions soon. If you guys have any topics, that yeah, you just hit us up in the DMs. At only hit us up in the DMs. Instagram. For sure. Um, and then, yeah, we'll try and get in contact as quick as you can. Slide myself or more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, slide into our DMs. Either myself, <laughs> Dom, or Jack will respond to you as quick as we can. Yeah, if you do have any topics, let us know. We're more than happy to um, to get them into your questions. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be Thanks, back guys. next Tuesday. Peace.